Hey, can you believe it? You get to listen to another episode of Lessons for My Kids. And today is going to be a fairly short one. Um, we are talking about the top seven ways to develop tough, focused, and resilient athletes. Now, I know not everybody is an athlete. I know not everybody is looking for this type of lesson. But this came from some coaches as to what they saw was very important. Now, while you may not be a athlete, so to speak, everybody competes. Every day, you're competing in something. You're competing for the attention of teachers. You're competing to be number one in your class um, academically. You might be competing um, for a job. You might be competing um, to get to the train on time and beat your record to get there. Whatever it is, you're you're always pushing yourself a little bit uh, every day. And while some of these top seven things may not really resonate entirely, there are some things that might be uh, helpful for you to think about, and maybe you can make it work in your daily life. But if you are an athlete, um, or if you're going to be coaching athletes, these are some things that really we should be focusing in on. And again, if you're even just out exercising, maybe you're playing a pickup game of, I don't know, maybe you're playing soccer, maybe you're playing golf, maybe you're uh, playing, you know, frisbee. I, I don't, I don't know what you're playing, but you are definitely. Uh, going to be exercising something throughout your life. And if if you're not competing specifically uh, against somebody else or you're not an athlete, so to speak, you might even find that some of these things are good just for exercise as you go through life, which is important as well. So the number one uh, way to develop tough, focused, and resilient athletes is to teach them to breathe. So this is an important one, and I, I struggle with this myself all through uh, growing up and even into uh, my adult life, that being able to breathe, it's, it's a thing that you definitely need to do when you're exercising or when you're competing, because if you have that fight or flight response, uh, according to this article, it's cumulative. And if you're stressed out about school or life, it does show up on the playing field because that little bit of stress makes it tough. It makes it tough for you to breathe and stress makes you weak. So how do we overcome that? Well, to make sure that you're breathing, you can do a couple of different things. Even if it's just a few breaths in practice or timeouts or breaks, any small changes that you can make can make a diff big difference. So one of the things that I learned as a coping mechanism for some of my breathing issues is the 476, or some might just call it a 487. Anyway, um, inhale for four seconds or a count of four. Inhale deep, like a stomach, uh, you know, inducing breath. One of those that just fills up your lungs completely. Try to do that to a count of four or in four seconds. And then you hold that breath for seven or eight seconds and then you release it over the course of six to seven seconds 
or six to seven counts, whichever way you want to do it. But make sure that those counts, if you're doing it not in seconds, but if in counts, make sure that those counts are consistent. So you'd inhale to count of four, hold it for seven to eight, a count of seven to eight or seven to eight seconds, and then a release of six to seven, a count of six to seven or six to seven seconds. And what that does is it helps you to train your brain and to train yourself to breathe. If you're in a stressful situation or you're running and all of a sudden you've got anxiety or you're running and all of a sudden you feel out of breath, you, there's ways to slow your body down. There's ways to take those deep breaths and to calm your nerves and to calm your, your body um, and to, to really take that in um, and, and get that breath going, slowing your heart rate down um, and it helps you to compete better. But a lot of that has to do with training. All right, so I guess the first one did take me a little bit longer. Um, number two, they say, is celebrate failure and risk. If you are taking risks in your life, and we've talked about this before, when you take your risks and you fail, as long as you're learning something from that failure, nobody's getting hurt, and you're you're able to take that that lesson and move on and to celebrate it is... is fine um, because you've done your best you've you've given your all and you've tried something that maybe was a high risk uh, effort and in the end being vulnerable and honest that it builds immense trust and credibility according to this article and showing that you know you are willing to take on those tasks and and give it your all and try something that might not succeed, it actually will gain you a lot of respect. So if you're out training and getting ready for an athletic event, so to speak, since this is from coaches, and you're just working your tail off and it just, you get into the game and all of a sudden it just doesn't work out. Um, people notice, people notice that you've done the work. They know that you're working hard. They know that you're putting in uh, the effort and you're going to sometimes not succeed, uh, even though you're doing everything you possibly can. If you have put yourself out there and you're going to try a different position or you're trying uh, to take a different shot or you're a baseball player, maybe trying to hit to a different side of the field that you don't, don't normally or um, you're willing to stand in for somebody because they got injured, you're taking that risk to fail because you're in a spot that you normally don't uh, don't play. Um, but a lot of people will respect you for at least putting in the effort and trying. So practice what you can, and sometimes you are going to just not uh, succeed. It's just the way of the world. So keep trying. Um, the next thing that they talk about is encourage self-talk in an actionable way. Now, when they say that, um, you know, building up your self-awareness. Questions like, when you failed in that drill, what were you saying to yourself? If you're telling yourself that you're not going to succeed, if you're telling yourself that I know that I'm doing this and boy, I, I don't know why I'm doing it because it's just gonna be horrible. 
you're telling yourself that you're already failing and you're not going to succeed before you even get there. But if you start building yourself up, if you start telling yourself, you know what, I'm working hard. I know I'm going to see it, see the the success. It may not come in in the first game. It may not come in the second game. It may take several weeks or months, maybe even a year to maybe it's to try out for a team. But you're you've you're telling yourself you're good enough and you're you're able to do it and you're doing everything you possibly can. And if that's not good enough to make the team or if it's not good enough to see that success on the field, you know, think about what what are the things that you could do differently. Talk to other people who might have some um, some insights or maybe they know what you're you're going up against and they can tell you, well, these people are focused on these other things. Just keep telling yourself you can do it and eventually you will succeed. And number four, they say, don't pretend losing shouldn't hurt, um, but make improving the focus. So I used to tell my kids that I've coached over the years, you know, it's not about what you did wrong because what you did out on a field isn't wrong. It's what can you do better? And when you lose, it sucks. Uh, I'll put it bluntly. It, it does not feel good. And when you win, obviously, you feel great about yourself, unless you're cheating all the way to get to winning, but that's a whole different different episode. But the point is here is, what are the things that you can prove on to do better next time when you lose? What are the little things that you might might need to do? Maybe it's you need to go running uh you know, three days a week instead of the two days a week that you've been going. Maybe you need to run uh, for three miles instead of the half a mile that you've been doing. Maybe it's it's getting out onto the field a little bit early with your teammates and, and stretching out. You know, maybe it's doing a few extra drills at the end of the day. But those little things can make a big difference. But you have to be able to see what that improvement needs to be. You have to see where those those shortcomings are and really when we start looking at the shortcomings you might need to have somebody else give you that little bit of information to help you to see what that is Um, number five teach positive affirmations and how to visualize realistic goals Uh, if you can see it you can you you can see where you want to be you want to make it onto your high school team you want to make it uh, as a starter on your club team you want to Uh, be able to run a marathon or you want to be able to do an Ironman uh, triathlon, whatever it is, you know, visualize what you want and talk about your goals and be striving for those goals and think about, you know, those adults who tried uh, or, or talked about things and never made it. Um, I know that I've had goals in my life that, that have fallen by the wayside as I've gotten older just because physically I can't do it. But that doesn't mean I shouldn't have tried uh, to achieve those way back when. And I used to visualize, and thankfully some things did happen the way that I wanted them to. Uh, but you need to be able to see what it is that you want. And you have to be able to stretch your mind and dream. And again, you might fail at some things, but you need to have a, a place to start and you have to think about what it is that you want in this life. Do you want to go to college? Do you want to uh, be successful in a business? 
you know, looking and seeing that in your mind and then going out and talking to people who might be in those those situations. Maybe you'll talk to somebody who ran a triathlon and what did they do differently uh, for training? What did they do to prepare mentally or what were the, they eating on a daily basis? Um, if you talk to somebody who's in business, you know, how did they start out? Did they have any money? Did they go and get loans? Did they ask for family? Did they do it themselves? Or did they ask for uh, somebody to be a partner. Again, you have goals in your life. And we've talked about this before as well. Visualize what is it that you want? How do you go about getting it will come. But you got to take that first step. What is the goal? What is your your final achievement that you're trying to strive for? And then every day, put a little bit of effort into getting there. And then teach yourself positive affirmation. I mean, again, you're going to have setbacks. You're going to have setbacks in training. You're going to have setbacks in school. You're going to have setbacks in the world. Be positive. What can you learn from each of those setbacks to make yourself stronger the next day? You can do it. I know you can. It's just a matter of sitting down, visualizing what it is you want, and then going out and achieving that goal. Uh, number six, uh, help them create mistake ritual uh, for when they do fail, especially in competition. Uh, the coaches here, again, we're talking about how to build and develop tough, focused, and resilient athletes. So when we talk about making, uh, creating a mistake ritual for when you do fail, uh, this ritual has to be fulfilled uh, or utilized in practice too. The repetition is the key. So what they're saying is, step-by-step -step instructions on mistake rituals and other competition routines uh, can be found online. That when you make a mistake, you have to do 10 extra push-ups, uh, and maybe it's running an extra mile. Maybe it's uh, you know staying after for an extra hour to run through drills. But whatever that ritual is, you know, we've seen it in movies, we've seen it in, in some pro athletes where they make a mistake and they, mis they just instinctively drop to the ground and do 20 push-ups. Um, those are the things that, while it's hard at the time, they actually make you stronger. They build you up because when you're making those mistakes, it's not truly punishment, but what it's doing is it's teaching you that, hey, I need to do better next time and I'm working that little bit extra to make it happen. And lastly, number seven, teach them how to visualize and do it together as a pre-practice mental warm-up. So we all need time to focus and it shouldn't take a lot of time, but it's well worth that extra few minutes in warm-ups, especially before you're playing in a big game to kind of get your mind set. What are you doing? Why are you here? What plays do you want to make? Visualize yourself out on that field. Visualize yourself going through the warm-up. Visualize yourself going through the game and seeing how it's going to be played. Um, there are great athletes who have said in, in interviews how they actually could see the game unfold as they were playing it. They could see what was about to happen and they were thinking two, three, four steps before it actually happened because they could see what was going to happen. They knew the instincts of a player that they were going up against or they knew the tendencies 
of they might like I use soccer a lot because I know that game pretty well but they might know that a player only shoots with the right foot or only kicks with the right foot they don't know that they uh, maybe they know they can't kick with their left foot so it's it's one of those things that when you start thinking about those things it's visualizing how is that game going to unfold and doing that before the game starts so that you're ready to go um, when the game is ready to be played so do that for about five minutes before the start and then uh, once you're in the game things will start unfolding the way that you expect them to with that i thank you for listening to another episode i hope that this helps you to develop tough focus and, and resiliency in your life not just as an athlete but in life and at some point then uh, you should see a lot of success to my kids i love you and i hope that uh, you guys do great things uh, to all of you out there i believe in you as well and i think that we should all uh, go out and do our best uh, to make our goals uh, happen. Thanks for listening.